hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Have you manifested the love of your life, the house of your dreams, or the car from your favorite movie? Well, how good are you at manifesting then? <laughs> this may surprise you, but you're already good at it. It's just that many of us manifest things we don't want. The good news <laughs> is that with just a little change in effort, we can all start manifesting the man, the money, and the motor vehicle of our dreams. <laughs> Today, we're interviewing Tony Award-winning Nick Demas, now a manifesting and mindset coach. Nick guides creatives and coaches to be unapologetically visible and manifest while making impact. And he's sharing his expertise and talent with us today. Now, on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. So welcome, Nick M. Demas, to the podcast. We're excited to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so cool. So we, we were all a part of a online training course a couple months ago, and you were up for a contest you did a presentation on, and we were like, oh my God. Look at that background. He must be gay. <laughs> and then, and then it turns out he is he's gay. gay. <laughs> How and could you turn out we loved your topic? <laughs> then we stalked you on social media a little bit. <laughs> How could yeah. you possibly tell I was gay with this backdrop? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but then we were also excited because you talk about manifesting, and we haven't. David and I believe in manifesting, and we talk about it a lot between ourselves and with the mastermind group that we're a part of it and other people in our lives. But we haven't actually talked about it a whole lot or, or terribly extensively on the podcast. And we think this would be a great topic to cover for our audience because a lot of us do tend to come from a place, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, come from a place of lack or struggling and might have some emotional challenges with that are thwarting us being able to, to manifest money a little bit more easily. So Let's just dive in with, with the foundation. How does manifesting money even happen? What's going on there? Well, first start with what is manifestation, right? What is the word manifest? The word manifest means to bring to clarity or to the mind's eye. So what that really is saying is that something that already exists, it's just bringing it into focus, into clarity for you to see it. And then what is money? You know, money, we could say, is is a tool, many, it's many things for many people, but ultimately it's an exchange of value, right? So another way of sort of looking at this is that manifesting money is bringing into clarity, into existence, value. So what value do you bring to the world is how you will manifest something into existence. So... Let me throw this at you. I think a lot of people think about money all day long, especially if you're struggling with money, right? How am I going to, you know, eggs or some people are saying eggs in some places are $10 a dozen now. How am I going to cover rent? I need to get gas. Gas, all this inflation is eating away at my, my, my take-home pay. So 
if I'm constantly thinking about money by that definition, then shouldn't I all always be manifesting it? Or if there, if not, then what's the, what's the roadblock there? Right. Well, you are, we are manifesting all the time, right? You're bringing things into your energetic field at all times. It's just, sometimes you're manifesting things that you don't want. The good news is you actually know how to manifest because you're already doing it. The bad news is you're bringing into this energy field, things that you don't necessarily want. The better news is that when you can learn to clear these blocks, these patterns, that's when you can open yourself to being a clear vessel so that you can bring into your existence, into your life, that which you do want. Now, I think it's really important that we note that not everyone starts in the same place. Right. We don't all have the same privileges. That's right. just that's just the truth. Right. However, we do have the capacity. Everyone who's listening has the capacity to shift that needle, to move it slightly forward, to move through some of these blocks that are, that are holding you back from manifesting. I actually like to think of manifestation as as it happens when your soul's purpose is in alignment with the actions that you take. That's manifestation to me. And those thoughts that you were talking about lead, because we have thoughts all the time, right? All well, day he tells long. me all I, the time, I, I, I can't, I'm not thinking at all. Right. I can't turn my brain off. And he's like, what? Nothing in there, nothing at all. Which is is sometimes good because then you're not manifesting bad shit, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm like well, the, the scarecrow, right? Because <laughs> it, it's actually not your thoughts. I know that this is what you've been told, but that's not the truth. You can think bad thoughts. You can think negatively, right? It's not the thought that you have. Over the course of a day, I can sit there and I will have, I'm, I'll think I'm the most amazing human. I'm I'm an ass. Do we say that on, on yeah, here? Do we swear? Go Good. <laughs> that I'm an asshole, that, that you know, that, that the world's out to get me that, and that I'm in the most Zen place possible all within the course of maybe not even a day within an hour. I have that right in there. Yep. <laughs> right. Like that's just how the, the sort of monkey mind of the brain works. Yeah. It's not, it's not the thoughts that you have. It's the repeated thoughts that create the belief. And then that belief that you have determines the big thing, which is your actions. Your actions determine your manifestations, not your thoughts. So it's the I'm, I'm Gandhi hearing, quote, right? Yeah, I'm, your I'm thoughts create Gandhi, your right? actions, yeah. your actions produce your result. I'm no, screwing that up. It's thoughts produce your beliefs, beliefs produce your actions, your actions produce your habits, your habits produce your destiny. That's what Correct. basically what, and, and, and destiny is result, right? I mean, that's where we end up, whether it's in a short time period or our, our whole life. Yeah. And that's ultimately what we're talking about is that destiny manifestation. It's the same. It's different verbiage basically for the same thing, ultimately. Yeah. Well, so, so why do so many of us struggle with the negative thoughts and we're not just overflowing with the it, it, it naturally overflowing with the positive thoughts. Any well, well, here's the interesting thing about that: we are natural abundance. If we are all things, if you want to look at it that way, it's sort of in a spiritual level, you could say we are. We we like to think that we are all all things. We are the microcosm of a greater macrocosm. We are actually natural abundance. There are 
11,400 different types of grass. There are 400,000 flowering <laughs> species. We are naturally abundant. There are 30 billion trillion stars out there. And you take 21,600 breaths every single day. You're naturally abundant. We forget Everybody that. just took a deep breath. I know. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, I need to breathe. <laughs> 15 every minute, right? So you are natural abundance. We forget that. It's that process of forgetting because what happens is between the time you are zero and seven years old, you get conditioned. Right. And we get told stories about ourselves that make us form these beliefs that become limiting beliefs about ourselves. Maybe you're told that you're not enough. You're not lovable. You're not, you know, you, the list can go on and on. And as a, as a queer person, the messages that you receive is that you are wrong, bad, not normal, quote unquote, you know, the, the, whatever that version is that you heard growing up and you begin to believe it because at, at that age, you don't have discernment. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes ingrained in you, literally in your body. We store in our energy plexus and our energy centers or the chakras they're known as. If you've heard of the chakra system, you store this energy. You store these old stories. They're held in the body. And so you believe them and you begin to act from that place. I think this is. You know, we've talked about money stories and those money stories that we er that we learn early on. And that's, I mean, I think we did an episode recently about money stories and we talked about the kinds of some of the things that happened to us as children growing up. And I know some of those things that happened to me and my family are things that informed me and built into me a very scarcity mindset. And it's hard to overcome that when you start thinking a certain way. Right. It's that kind of the whole object in motion stays in motion unless an equal and opposite force pushes back and then it either stops or goes in the other direction. Well, we want it to go in the other direction. So we need a lot of force. Right. Is that what we do? We have to take these. What kind of steps do we need to take to start manifesting the things that we want rather than the things we don't want? Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. Yeah, so I like to call it a four-step process. There are four steps to, to manifesting. And I call them the four R's because, you know, we learned reading, writing, arithmetic, but nobody taught us any of this, right? So there are four R's here. The first is review. And that is really to look at those stories that we're talking about. You know, I know from my family, I was told that money was hard to make. Mm -hmm. You had to work hard. Yes. Right. My dad told me this. I really wanted to go play Ms. Pac-Man. I'm aging myself here, but I wanted to play Ms. Pac-Man. I love Ms. Pac-Man at the arcade. And it was the Ms. version, by the way, at the arcade. And I went and asked him for money. And he said, I'm not giving you money for that frivolous stuff. If you want that, you got to go get a job and work really hard in order to pay for it. 
So I did. I went to my friend Pat had a paper route. And he two streets over, there was a paper route that was open. He's like, go get that paper route. So I went and I got the job. And when they got when I got the job, they told me there were two ways to make money, delivering the papers and selling subscriptions. So I delivering those papers, I rubber banded them. I put them in a wagon. I had this little red wagon. I swear to God, I was rolling the little red wagon around the neighborhood. Like everyone didn't know I was a little queer boy. I'm like rolling my wagon up and down these hills. We had this really hilly area and it was rough. And, I, and it was like, I throw them and it was so much work. And then I realized I was go to, from door to door and sort of just be my charming self, right? And, and sell these subscriptions. And I realized, oh my gosh, I could make so much more money from just selling these subscriptions. And it was so much easier, <laughs> right? That was something that I had to learn myself. Nobody could have taught me that. You know, you have to actually review these stories that you've been told. Mm -hmm. My dad was wrong. I had to learn that my dad was wrong, that it wasn't up hard. Maybe it was hard for him, to make money, but it actually wasn't hard for me when I was, and here we come back to it, in alignment with my soul's purpose, which was actually talking to people and connecting with people. That's what my purpose is. My dad, I'm not sure he knew or has ever truly figured out what his is, right? Mm -hmm. So it was hard for him. Work was hard. But when you find something that you love, this is why people will say this all the time, follow what you love, do what you love, the money will come. That's because you're in alignment. That makes it easy. The first time I remember hearing something like that what, about money, we're all told that earning money is hard, but that act, there's a lot of proof that that's not act, actually true. I think I was actually listening to James Wedmore's podcast, Mind Your Business, and we were, I was at the gym in Vegas and looking out over the street onto Las Vegas Boulevard, and they the whole time we lived there, for two years, they were doing construction on that little segment right next to our building. So there's constant construction going on. And of course, right before we moved, they were done. So I'm watching, and he, he talks about how... well. Does everybody who earns money have to work hard? And if they did, why is everybody that works hard not abundantly wealthy? Yeah. And I looked out at the street and he, and, he, and he actually mentioned, think of the construction worker who's working on the road. Are they multimillionaires? I don't know. There's a chance they could be, but most cases they probably are not. And I'm looking at these guys in the middle of the Vegas heat working on construction on the street. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, that's true. Working hard does not necessarily mean more money. So if that's not true, then earning money does not have to necessarily be hard. Exactly. And so that's just an example of that old those old patterns of stories. And everyone has different different ones. You know, money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe one. You know, there's there's all what are, what were you told about money? Really examine it. Go back to when you first even your first memory of what money meant. What were you told? And was it true? I think that's the thing that you have to ask. Is this actually true or is this just something that I was told? And I like to tell people to write out their money story. Mm -hmm. Go back to the very beginning, write out what were you told by your friends? When did you realize that your family did or didn't have money? What, what did that mean? What did that make it mean about you? And all the way through your first job. And what did, what did it feel like to have that job? Was it easy? Was it fun? Was it really difficult? Was it rolling those wagons up the hill and really difficult? Or was it really super easy when you just were charming, right? <laughs> like what were, what, what were those stories? And then really examine them. 
Because you, until you have that awareness, you're going to continue the pattern. You break a pattern by bringing awareness to the pattern itself. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first is review. Get really clear on what your story actually is. Okay. And then the second R is release. You got to let go of these stories. And this is the, this is tricky, right? Let it go. This is the, this is the hard the last thing in Elsa now. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I do not I, love that movie. And no, I don't let anybody in this household sing that song out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's good thing you just told me because I was about to. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's okay. I've listened to him sing all the day, uh, all day long. All day long. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, I'm a Broadway person, right? Yes. So, yes, you know, yes. folks Uh, if you if you want to see nick and his connection to broadway just watch some of his instagram reels because it is clear he was in the theater based on the way he moves he wasn't in the theater the theater is in him oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry interrupted you (laughs) It, it never leaves you. It really never leaves you. It's like that that bug that gets inside of you and you just can't get rid of it no matter what. But release, which is, you know, that is tricky. It's letting go. It's a surrender, right? And that is sometimes difficult to do for people, to let go of these stories. There's so many techniques and tools to do this, right? Everything from talk therapy to coaching to having breathwork practices, meditation. There are many, many both somatic body practices. Because like I said, this is stuck in the body. Mm -hmm. It gets stuck in there. It's beyond just your thinking. So what would you, to make it as accessible to to the most of our listeners and and viewers as possible, what suggestion would you have for something that they can do themselves at home? If getting a therapist or hiring a coach isn't necessarily within the realm of of, within within reach? Even simply for free to release the story is like I said, is to write it out. That in itself, journal, that in itself is an act of letting it go and then speak it out loud, get it out of you. Because the more you can let it go completely, the clearer you become, the clearer you become. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Write it down. Journaling. Burn it up. <laughs> burn it. Yeah. A burn, a burn ceremony is amazing. Yeah, that's a I've, great, that's a great release. Honestly. I've seen or heard a lot of people do that, whether it's going out in the dumpster behind your apartment building with a, a lighter or throwing it in the fireplace. Like waiting to exhale. Yeah. Right. Just throw it out there, throw its match on it and watch it explode. <laughs> Rip it up. Any yeah. Anything that like gets it out of you. So that you can truly let it go. Okay. Let it I go. Like let it. No, okay. I won't go there. <laughs> we'll yeah. have to pay for the rights for that song to be in our show. Right. <laughs> All right. You have, you've covered two R's. The third is renew, which means rewriting that story. What is the new story that of your soul? Ultimately, what is the new money story that you want? Which is, this is where the affirmations come in, right? The, the mistake that many people make with affirmations is they do them without doing the first two steps. And so you're actually, um, you don't actually believe them, right? Until you've done right. the previous work, you don't believe it. And therefore it doesn't actually work. So write your own story, rewrite the story 
And then that's part of that. When I was saying, stay, say it out loud, you want to say out loud to get rid of a story. We tell a story over and over again until we no longer need it. Right. It cycles out. Now you're creating a new story. So begin telling the new story, which is where the affirmation can come in. That's when the tools that you typically know as manifestation tools, the three, six, nine, the five, 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 the right the scripting, the writing yourself a, a future check. That's where all of those tools come in handy is now in part gotcha. three. Okay. And then part four is receive. Let's talk about tough. That's a hard one, <laughs> right? That's deservedness. And, 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 but if you've done the previous work, then if you've done the, done the previous work, then, you know, but then you're ready, yeah. right? Then yeah, you're actually true. ready to receive because there's this thing, the law of reciprocity, right? For mm -hmm. many of us, particularly those of us that are, that live sort of from our trauma. I know for me, I was the best little boy in the world. Right. I became the best boy, that best gay boy. I was going to give and give and give and help people and tell exhaustion and depletion. But I wasn't actually able to receive. So it's finding that willingness and that vulnerability. Receiving is actually incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. That's that closed fist thing, right? Right. Yeah. Your fist is you're you're so closed, you don't want to let anything go, but you also can't let anything come in. So you can't receive because you are you've wrapped around whatever those beliefs are, those that old story, those systems. You're you've got your hand wrapped around that so tight that there's no way for anything to flow through. And more often than not, eventually you tire out. Yeah. And you become resentful and and then you circle back to those old patterns and stories of I'm not enough. I'm yeah. not lovable. All of the, all of that. And so know this it's circular, right? These four steps don't end. It's, it, it starts again because as they sort of say, new level, new devil, right? When yeah. you up yourself <laughs> to the next, I had not heard that before. Yes, this is a good one. <laughs> I thought I was a top level devil. <laughs> oh, you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so which of the R's do you find that most of your LGBTQ clients struggle with? Is there one blockage uh, point for, for many of us? So I think really from pretty much everyone, it's that first one. Because yeah. until we do that work, nothing really shifts. And bringing awareness is obviously a huge key. Until you know the problem, you can't fix a problem, right? Yeah. Until you have that attunement, until you give our in full honesty, that's really the truth of the matter. You've got to yeah. be real. You got to get honest with yourself. And I think as queer people, we were basically taught to lie our entire lives. Exactly. And so it's really difficult for us to face ourselves and get really, really honest. And because we, we, we had to be something that we weren't for so long. <laughs> and consequently, we don't know how to do it. Yeah. How, how do you think, let's kind of break away from money's particularly, and go out at uh, one level to abundance, because mm -hmm. abundance isn't just money, right? And, and we know that, that we know people, especially we know people 
probably in our friend circle and the queer community that have money. Yeah. But they have no time. They have no friendships. They yeah. have no family. They don't have love that, you know, whatever the other thing is, there are other things in life that are abundance. So how do I look at this from the lens of it isn't just money that I'm trying to manifest. It's actually more than that because some people might be listening to this and they're like, well, I got the boxes checked when it comes to money. I make six figures. We live in a nice house. I drive a fancy car. We've got a fancy vacations. I got all this check. I got the boxes checked. Yeah. Cause it's holistic. Mm-hmm. Money is one piece of this puzzle. We often conflate abundance with money because we value money in our society right. in such a, in such a way. But the truth of the matter is, like you said, you can have a lot of money and be absolutely a miserable human being. So how abundant are you truly, right? And it's interesting because the same skill set, those same R's that I I went through, you can can do in any area of your life, whether it's love, whether it's health, you know, there are many ways in which you want an abundant life. Using that same framework, you can go through them and look, well, maybe I don't believe I'm worthy of love, right? Where does that come from? Why? How? Really examining it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a story there, but we don't need to go into that. (laughs) If I want abundance, whether it's money or not, how do I how do I ask for it? Right? How do I invite that? You said receive. And and I'm the reason I'm kind of asking in that manner is I think that there's a lot of there are quite a few people who have read or watched The Secret and they're yeah. like, oh, so you can just manifest anything you want. All you have to do is ask for it. But I keep asking for this over and over and over and again. And I'm not getting how do we ask for it? And I don't want to say in the right way, but I guess it is in the right way. <laughs> Well, it goes beyond asking for it. First of all, it's being abundant. In order to attract abundance, you must be abundant. You must be fully abundant in love, be fully in abundance mindset. You know, that's first first thing is being it. I know you hear that and you're like, I'm not sure what the hell that even means. But the more that you can actually step into that feeling state on a regular basis, the more you're going to attract it. Like attracts like, that's number one. Number two, it's more than just thinking it. You've got to take actions towards it. You know, I can sit here all day and say, I want to manifest the partner of my dreams. I want to manifest the partner of my dreams. But if I never go on any dates, what's going to happen? (laughs) Your mouth is going to get tired. (laughs) For all the wrong reasons. (laughs) 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 And I think that's where the secret kind of confused people. Right. Is that 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 sort of you know that talk it was about like the one hundred one level kind of it was like one hundred one. But yeah. what I'm asking you to do is even back up before the one hundred one and go to the, that deeper level before you even get to that one hundred one of really examining the self. So what's the difference between just positive thinking and being abundant? What's the difference, and how do you how do you get to the actual actual point of being abundant as opposed to just trying to think happy thoughts all day long? Yeah. So, okay. As I said, you're not going to just have that happy thoughts. That's such a fallacy. That's such a, it's, it's, it's actually absurd 
because the fight or flight part of our brain is never going to allow that. It's there for you purposely to take care of you, to make sure that you're safe. And so consequently, it's not even possible to just have positive thoughts all day. If you had positive thoughts all day, only positive thoughts, you'd walk across the street and you get hit by a car and you'd be dead. Like it wouldn't say to you, oh my gosh, there might be a car coming, right? Right. You would walk around being like, oh, there's no way there's a car coming, bam. (laughs) So it's not even possible. And so it's not that we want to have positive thoughts all the time. It's that we want to look at those repetitive patterns and say, oh, here's where I'm seeing a pattern of negativity in my life. How do I switch or change that pattern? How do I look at that pattern? And when I can look at that pattern, then I can begin to let go of the things that are holding me back in that patterning. That's really the difference. And that's why I like journaling because it allows me a time to review my thoughts. And then as I'm writing, if I'm like, fuck, I had this thought yesterday and I had last week. And why does right. this thought keep coming up? Clearly that's something I need to address if it's something I want to change. And that is why you use the tool like journaling or like meditation. It's not dissimilar if you're the type of person who likes to sit. You know, I couldn't for years. I had to have some breath practice and like a pranayama or or a breath practice. That's also incredibly valuable for that exact same reason so that you can begin to see those patterns. When you see the patterns, things naturally fall away. Yeah, That's what's even more amazing is you don't actually have to do a lot. And for the doers out there, they're like, well, just tell me what to do. <laughs> Find the pattern. <laughs> I'm going to check the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Find the pattern and do nothing. And you'll notice the change, which is part of that, that surrender or receive. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, I know this is going to date us as well, but you remember those pictures that you used to look at, they had them hanging up in poster shops in the mall, but you would look at the picture as our camera just went in and out of focus, but that's exactly what would happen with your eyes is your eyes, you would look at something and it looked like a scattered mess, but then all of a sudden at a certain point, you would see the object in the picture. And that's kind of the, what you're saying that we have to do the same thing with our lives is, is look at our lives and see, we see a scattered mess sometimes. And if we look for the pattern, the pattern will become apparent. And that's how we understand what it is that we might need to release. Yeah. We're so in our stuff. We're so in our own shit. We can't see it. Right. So I'm asking ultimately for you to sort of back up the camera lens and see it Mm -hmm. more holistically, see it bigger. And you begin when you're able to do that, you begin to, to, to be able to notice these patterns of behavior first. It's easier to notice your behavior, honestly, than it is your thoughts, because eventually you're like, oh, well, if I keep doing the same thing and I don't get the result I want, that's a lesson. That's oh, yeah. a gift. Right. Manifestation doesn't happen overnight. Manifestation happens and you're going to have challenges on the way. You got to have a plan to manage those challenges. And that's also where things like writing, meditation, those are the, those are the things that help you when you're challenged. So let's take this just a little bit deeper. Is it better to focus on manifesting things that aren't money, but are tangential to money? If I'm focused on trying to get more money, for example, not just focusing on, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, but I want the right kind of clients that'll help me generate a million dollars. Or am I thinking too much about this? I would ask you, why? Why do you want it? Why do you want money? What does that offer you? What does that give you? Yeah. 
So we can get a nice mid-century modern house. Yeah. Why? Not all fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's... You're making fun of me for having a mid-century. No, home. I would never house. make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. it's, if our, our listeners know that John and I have talked about mid-century modern before and our, <laughs> we love it. But but I think that's a good question. Why? So I mean, this is probably a better question for you. I mean, I like mid-century modern too, but you want to actually build your own house. Why do you want to build a mid-century modern house? This kind of just popped in my head, but I really think that probably part of it is, for me, having my own home is going to replace the missing home that I have in my life because I don't have my family that kind of was the home that I wanted. I wanted the home with the loving parents who accept me for who I am. And I want, I think to me, that kind of is, I think having a house, then I have replaced them with that. Even though I have you and I totally, I mean, I love you and I love most of your family. (laughs) Thankfully, nobody in my family listens to my show. (laughs) But uh, I, I think that that's it's kind of interesting. This has a very been a very interesting conversation because I've been having two kind of conversations in my head, one with the podcast and one with me and why I'm thinking some of the ways I'm thinking. See, now he's having simultaneous thoughts and some days I struggle to have one. <laughs> I love it. So what you're saying to me though, what I'm hearing you say is that it's love and security, safety. I, I, I think it is. Yeah. So really what you're not actually wanting to manifest is the money or the house. What you're really wanting is this sense of safety within you or love within you. So the more you cultivate that sense of safety and love within yourself, the more you're going to attract the money for that house. So, okay, let's take this further. How do you, how do you then do that? What are the steps you take? Just tell me what to do. <laughs> tell, tell me how. Tell me how to love myself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, what, what is the work that then you would prescribe somebody to, to actually work on that? To, how to, to to love yourself, which is probably, I would guess, a good percentage of LGBTQ people still trying Correct. to love themselves right. because they've been brought up Correct. in unloving environments. Yeah. So it goes back to those steps, going back to the R you know, knowing what it is that these stories that you were told that made you feel like you weren't lovable. Thanks, And Dad. really, yeah. <laughs> and doing the work, doing the, doing the work, and it's, this is deep work. It's not, you know, you know, overnight. We all want the overnight, like, quick yes. fix. Give right? me the pill. Yes. Give me the pill. <laughs> right. There's no magic pill to loving the self. Ozempic or whatever it is. What's that new one everybody's saying oh, to get skinny? I can't say it. <laughs> so I think that thank you for bringing this up. I think, you know, it's not easy work to do. I think, especially, I think, and maybe the secret and Oprah didn't really do the work a favor, just kind of thinking you can just sit on your couch and manifest the man in your dreams. And that worked for me, but it doesn't work for everybody else. <laughs> but you said earlier before we started the recording that even the, the life coaches and the manifesting coaches that you work with still yeah. also struggle with this. So if you, our listeners, are struggling with trying to figure out how to, how to how to love yourself more, how to become more abundant in thinking and manifesting more, it's not you. It's it's this is a hard thing to do. Yeah, and and, and you know, I think there there's probably pushback out there. People say, "Well, I've manifested stuff, and I and I'm not broken. I'm not saying you're broken. Right. I'm not saying you have to love yourself more. I'm saying that there are things that hold you back." from manifesting. They're not broken. You're not broken. You are totally whole. You just have sometimes, like we were saying, the lens is a little cloudy, right? You can't fully see the beauty of who you are, but you're not broken. 
Right. I think that's really important to say. Yeah. And yes, it's like an onion. You're peeling layers upon layers upon layers. And sometimes the onion makes you cry, right? Like you, as you pull back these layers of yourself, it gets deeper and richer. But going back to that idea of new, new level, new devil, it's not ending. There's no, oh my God, woo, I'm here. I'm enlightened. I've arrived. <laughs> I've arrived. I'm, I'm full love. I love myself completely and wholly. It doesn't matter who you are. There's no Nirvana. There's no Nirvana. Nirvana is right now. It's right now, right? Like, how are you feeling right now? That's what I constantly ask myself. Am I having fun yet? That, I don't know, that's are you? I am. I'm having a great time here. <laughs> I think when when we think about manifesting, a lot of times we want to get specific. And we want to yeah. get specific about wanting something or someone I think Abraham Hicks kind of says the person in the bed, the car in the in the driveway or the money in the bank, right? So is it okay to get specific? And then is it okay to put conditions on specificity because of I want it this way and not that way? <laughs> I love specificity. I love it when no. people are get, get really specific about what they want, right? They name it, they own it, they become almost obsessive about it but you can't because you got to have non-attachment, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's the tricky part. But there is a beautiful phase, phrase that I believe is the best tool in manifestation ever, which is this or something greater. So yes, get specific, know what you want, but sometimes it's not going to look like the way you think it's going to look. I manifested this amazing man in my life, right? Yes, I went on a gazillion really bad online dates. No offense to anybody out there who I had a date with, but you were bad. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> and that's but a good thing, right? Because you got to the right one. <laughs> I got to the right one, but he was nothing of who I specifically thought he was going to be. I had written a list. I had my my must-haves, the check marks, the gonna look like this, gonna drive, you know, drive this, gonna da da da. Right. I got real specific. But what I really had to do was get specific in my heart, right? Like, who was it that I really wanted? What were, what did I really, really, really want? It wasn't going to look like what I thought it was going to look like. And when he walked in my life, it was like, oh, uh, this is, <laughs> there you are. This is what home feels like, going back to that idea yeah. of what's the deeper why. This is what it feels like. So going back to your comment earlier about you don't want to become too attached to it, right? You want to detach yourself from yeah. this specific. Is it so much about detaching yourself or is it more about having faith that the right person, dollar amount, car, house, yeah. whatever you're trying, will, will actually come? It's about faith. That's really, that's really the truth of the matter. And that's surrender. That's again, that's receiving. Faith is receiving. It sounds like faith is something that we put out there, but it's actually receptivity. And manifestation is actually what we would call downward energy. It actually comes from out there inward rather than in out. Right. That's you. So we're talking about faith. I, I think that sometimes 
we get so big in these ideas of what we want, mm-hmm. right? We want that perfect looking man, or we want this huge bank account, or we want that, that particular house. And we put that out there mm-hmm. and almost immediately we put it out there. We start doubting ourselves. I mean, right. faith is the opposite of doubt, right? So right. how do we, how do we practice this so that we either build up to what it is that we want, we want, because we 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 start to realize that we truly can manifest things, yeah. or how do we do it in a way that we aren't constantly second guessing and doubting ourselves? Yeah, it's absolutely a practice, right? It's a muscle. You build the muscle, and when you go to the gym, you don't go the very first time and pick up the two hundred pound weight and think you're going to be able to lift it over your head, right? Oh. We you went really to the don't. gym this morning. <laughs> I'm trying to push us a little bit more. <laughs> I think we need to build up to some things. <laughs> Not that I don't want to do them, but anyway. You know, but you do the 20 pound and then the 40 pound and then the 80 pound, right? So it, it's all, it comes back to that idea also of belief. If you don't believe that that, that million dollar a year business is possible, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. And so you've got to build the belief. So maybe it's 250K. I'm going to have a 250K business. And that I can actually believe. You can, you know, I can actually feel that. I actually Mm -hmm. believe that to be possible and true. So maybe that's the goal. And then you set a new goal or a new intention that, that you're intending to manifest rather than something so high in the sky that it is completely not believable to you in your heart. You don't feel it. It's a feeling state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, folks, I'm thinking along the lines of finances, right? We, one of the most common questions that we get via email is I haven't, I'm 55, 60 years old. I haven't saved anything for retirement. How can I retire tomorrow? Well, retiring tomorrow or in a year or in two years is probably trying to manifest a little bit too much. But let's start with what is possible. Let's yeah. start inching our way there. Well, let me throw that back. Can you ma- try to manifest too much at one time? <laughs> Is that well? I don't. I don't actually believe that you can. That that it's too much at one time because again, the universe is abundant, right? Mm-hmm. It's what can you hold? Do you think that say Oprah Winfrey feels like she can't manifest too much at once? Right. Look at her. Look at her. Her world. You don't, you never know what, you know, well, first of all, we never know what Oprah's actually going through in her life, right? Right. You know, everyone has their stuff, but I do believe that, that, that there is an abundant universe. But Mm -hmm. if you're saying to me, I want to manifest a husband and a million dollar business and a perfect gym body all at once, I would say, where is your, not only is your focus, but where is your action steps? There's only so many hours in the day right? right? To, to try to do it all at one time. You focus, manifest that, and then move to the next space or place that you're wanting to focus on. Right. Yeah. I think J- James says that, I love the way James says this, build one bridge at a time, right? Yeah. If you're trying to build mul- multiple bridges at a time, you're probably not going to complete any bridge, right? And yeah. this kind of the same thing is you're, if we're trying to manifest something valuable into our lives, something that is important to us, then make that the focus. Yeah. I don't want to limit anybody, 
I will say that because we all limit ourselves enough. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I also but I also recommend focus. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. If you were to give our listeners or viewers one step to take today to get them one step closer to being able to manifest, what would you say that exercise would be? I really would suggest writing their story. Sit down and write your story, particularly if this is money. Really write your money story. Really dive into every aspect of what you learned or were taught about it from the very first moment that you can remember. And because it really will bring the clarity that you need, the awareness, the clarity, and the focus. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So writing what what your money story is, destroying it in some manner. Letting it go. Rewriting it. <laughs> and rewriting it. So yeah. that you can then be in alignment in the you know vibrational space, what we sometimes say, so you can attract what you want versus attracting what you actually don't want. I love that. How can our listeners and viewers connect with you? Where are you? And how can they connect with you? <laughs> you can connect with me through the socials. You mentioned my Instagrams and TikToks at the Nick Demas. My website is thenickdemas.com. And I have a podcast also called the creative soulpreneur podcast oh nice awesome we'll have to, i didn't know you had a podcast we'll have to check that out yes definitely. well thank you so much for coming on the show we're we're we were excited to have you and i think this was a great conversation kind of went off in a finance discussion that we don't typically go in with manifestation we went into the woo of finance yeah so uh, hopefully our listeners and viewers will get a lot of value from that thank you so much for having me of course Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you, Nick, for a super fun and informative interview. To you, our audience, thank you for listening to another episode. Here's your quick money takeaway. Take the first step that Nick suggests and write out your story, particularly your money story. Get it out on paper, read what it says, and see how it's informing your life. For more, take Nick's manifestation quiz and listen to Nick's creative soulpreneur podcast. Finally, join us this Thursday when we share the most LGBTQ-friendly, most affordable city to live in in South Carolina. Thank you and have a great week. Go Gamecocks! From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.